0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Hood. I'm your host, Lena Lemos. Today, we are diving into all things pregnancy with amazing Liz Teresa. Liz is an online business mentor for her own company, Liz Teresa, and we really bonded over all the frustrating things that people say to you when you're pregnant. So for all the mamas out there who didn't have the most glamorous pregnancy, this one's for you. I also just wanted to say thank you so much for bearing with me as I learn what it means to be a podcaster. Uh, I realized after recording this episode that my office, which doesn't have a lot of things on the walls, is a little echoey. So I think after this podcast, it will be a little better. But I think the message and the mission is so much more important than the technicalities. And I hope you agree. So anyway, here is the amazing Liz Teresa. So Liz, I am so happy that we can both agree that people say really annoying things to you when you're pregnant. So I thought it would be fun to go through some of the worst things. Well, first of all, can you please share when you're due? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Before we get to that, tell me a little bit about how it's been so far. You're due with your first little baby.
1: Yeah, so I'm due June 28th, and I would say... I don't I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, I love being pregnant till pregnancy. But I'm also I've also been very blessed that, like, I haven't had any nausea or any of like the really awful things that I think people get with pregnancy. Like my first trimester was absolutely like a train wreck because I was just I didn't know I was pregnant until I was eight weeks pregnant. Oh, my goodness. And I found out on Halloween and it was like the most memorable Halloween ever because I found wow. out because I was like, I told my mom, I was like, I really don't feel good. And she was, she was like, why don't you take a pregnancy test? So I kind of called her on her bluff. I just didn't think I was pregnant. Um, and then I took a test. And I was like, Oh, hey, look at that. Look at the pregnancy that apparently I have now. <laughs> and it was just very shocking. And so the beginning, it was not all sunshine and rainbows, even though I did want to be pregnant, like, but I had wanted to be pregnant a while. And then I mm-hmm. kind of figured I couldn't actually get pregnant. So then when I did, it was like shocking because I think my brain was like, you can't. So like, this is your life. And so I started to accept that I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, wait, your life is going to change very dramatically. So I got my actual instinctive reaction, which is not that's not something that you'd like be proud of. But I think it's important to share is that I was actually wicked scared. Like, yeah, so yeah, like phenomenally upset. Um, my husband's amazing and so nice. So he was so excited, but he was also very supportive. So when he saw I was like, not excited, he was just really there for me and (laughs) let me, let me feel the things that are like the uglier feelings, right. Um, Mm -hmm. that I wasn't like happy to feel. And then honestly, you know, now I'm, so I'm seven months pregnant right this second. And over that, I would say for the first six months, all I heard was very negative, Um, Things about having children. And I think even like the way that it's portrayed in the media, it makes it seem like, I don't know, terrifying. And then like, we forget that, like, people used to have like 12 babies. Yeah, you know, a lot of babies. And, like, life goes on. And Juno has a baby in the movie, Juno.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Made me feel better. (laughs) She can do it. I can absolutely do it. That was kind of what I thought. I was like, she was in high school. Granted, she doesn't keep it. But, like, she still goes through a pregnancy in high school. I don't know. So I was like, if Juno can do it, isn't that weird what your brain will like? So, like, and now I've kind of – and now in my seventh month, I would say after being six months, I started to, like – I don't know. I think it was like I started to surround myself with nice people like you, for instance, that would come into my life and and be like, oh, oh, lol, your life doesn't end. Yeah. You know,
0: so much life to be lived.
1: Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. That's and so now I would say I'm feeling for my third trimester too. I feel amazing. Like I feel really good.
0: Um, I'm so grateful. Yeah. (laughs) I, I love that you said that that you were terrified because. I hope that that's probably the norm but because of the way that pregnancy is that everyone else talks about pregnancy the things we think we should say about a pregnancy and the way that media portrays pregnancy we think that we can't share that type of stuff
1: mm. well yeah I and mean, I think that you're supposed to be it's like actually you know you want to know what my primary care physician said to me This will, this will upset you, but I'm I'm going to just tell you, I'm sorry, you're going to be upset. Yeah, Yeah. because she said, so I, I went, so uh, I found out on Halloween, right? So Mm -hmm. like, I had a physical the next day. So part of finding out on Halloween was I didn't want to go to the doctor and have them be like, oh, you're pregnant. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I wanted to find out like, as a person first. Right, right. So I go to the doctor, like kind of a mess, because I'm like, so I hear I'm pregnant. And like, here's how I'm feeling about it. I'm not, I go, I'm kind of terrified. I'm not exactly thrilled. But like, you know, like, I just don't want you to be like, congratulations, because this is like, it's very life changing news and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so my doctor was like, you should really be grateful because not everybody can have a baby. Yeah, and then she said, "And she said your negative feelings are hurting your baby, like as oh. if I was hurting my baby by having feelings." Yeah. And then I was like, "What? That's silly." And I believed her because you know she's a doctor. So like, I mean, and I in my head I was like, "That wasn't right," but like you know, you're going through it. It's kind of a trauma psychologically. You know, it is. You don't it know. <sighs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I'll never forget it. Never will I ever. Oh my gosh,
0: I actually
1: switched,
0: so I had a very, I I was almost the opposite of you, I was checking every second to find out if I was pregnant and I found out the very first second I'm sure that the stick would let you know that you're pregnant <laughs> and, and I almost felt on top of the world but I also just had this feeling in the back of my head that I was just waiting for my impending doom yeah. and I don't know why I had that feeling and then six weeks on the dot I puked that morning and it was just down. Hill, mm-hmm. I was glued to the toilet bowl. I could not eat anything. I couldn't keep down food. I couldn't keep down water, and I actually had to go to the emergency room because I was just so dehydrated.
1: Oh my god! And I
0: lost so much. Well, I'm gonna say so much, but it was probably about six or seven pounds that I lost. And then with my first doctor's visit, and I will never forget what my doctor said. She said, "Oh, you. Oh, wait." It was my second visit, and she said, oh, you've already gained five pounds. We're really going to have to keep our eye on that. And I just looked at her, and I was like but that was getting it back from what I lost. And I immediately switched doctors because I was like, if this is going to be a thing for the next 40 weeks, I want none of it.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. The weight thing. It's like, it varies Ugh. doctor to doctor. I I'm very, so they didn't really I'm Trying to remember. Did they really comment? They didn't really comment on my weight. They just chalked it up to, Oh, well it's cause you're, you're at least six weeks pregnant. I was already like eight, six to eight weeks pregnant at that point. They weren't sure how far along I was. And they were like, that's why it's so I had gained, I think I gained eight pounds, but they didn't really care. And then I ended up going to my OBGYN. And they said too, it's because I had hypothyroidism. So I got hypothyroid from being pregnant, which was like, gives you like very severe depression, too. So yeah. it kind of explains my reaction being like so intense because I was like I was really I was in a very dark place I couldn't even see any silver lining but it's because I was actually hormonally very depressed um and then I I ended up going to get this I got this amazing OBGYN honestly because like I love so I love my dentist like I'm like really like I like love my dentist and I'm very public about it like I post about my dentist it's really creepy I used it's because I used to hate the dentist and and then so I told I talked to my dentist about it because of course I broke a filling during my first trimester where you can't have any dental work done. (laughs) So I broke a feeling. So I go to the dentist and I'm like, I don't even have an OBGYN and my PCP really hurt my feelings. And he's this this guy, but he's just so great. And so he told me his neighbor is um, obstetrician and that she works like in the next town over. So then I ended up going to her office and then I met my midwife who I'm like obsessed with. She's like a nurse midwife and it's like a team of them. And they're just like the most wonderful people. And they have never been on me at all about any of the things that I think people get on you about. Because mm-hmm. it's like the second you're pregnant, everybody's got an opinion about pregnancy and motherhood. And it's yes. just, I know motherhood, there's more opinions for sure. Oh <laughs> we'll <my come>. God. <laughs> but like with pregnancy, everybody has an opinion too um, about breastfeeding. Like, are you going to breastfeed and all this kind of stuff? And yeah. they've been very. Um, Oh, God, so chill, that like, no pressure on me whatsoever. And like, so patient. Yeah. And they've never even mentioned my weight. But like, I have a friend named Jen, who um, she went to like her doctor, and she's a skinny mini, like she was like a size zero or two when she got pregnant. Like, she's like a like size baby. Wow. Really, she's so little. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> I love Jen, but she's just so small. And I'm more like, and I give you an idea. I was like a size six, eight, and so I'm like more like, I don't know, I'm just curvier than Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, They've never said anything about my weight. They have been on Jen about her weight her entire pregnancy, like her entire thing. And then she, but she doesn't know enough to be like, I think that she just accepts it. And so she's not like. I don't know. My attitude was, wow, screw you. Yeah, like, You know, like about when I, the second my PCP said that I shouldn't have bad feelings, I was like, oh, that's so cute. You think that. And then I was like, I'm never coming back. She also wanted me to go on an elimination diet. Oh god! Yeah. And I was like, I'm pregnant. I can't go on a diet now.
0: It is just true. I mean, when someone finds out you're pregnant and just everyone, like you said, everyone has an opinion. Every I felt like every woman who found out I was pregnant immediately started telling me their birth story without me asking. Oh. And not that it's a terrible thing. I mean, it's good to. I
1: mean, it, on one hand, it's good to know what you're in for, but also, I did not ask. Someone. No, no, it's it's a aggra- it's kind of like the floodgates open. It's quite aggressive. It is aggressive. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, it's uh, it is aggressive. That's ex- exactly what it is. And and sometimes it's like like for them, some of the birth stories I've heard were really traumatic for the person that yeah. was going through it. Yeah. But like I mean, sometimes it's not a trauma. Like sometimes people just have babies. Yeah, and maybe it's just a
0: way of decompressing and accepting it and having someone to share it with. But on the other hand, geez. jeez, jeez, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> Jesus oh, right. very scary. Yes. And of course, there were also the people that were just like, I pushed for two seconds. It was basically like I sneezed and then the baby came out, <laughs> and then they like, "Well, I'm great." <laughs> there's like two ends of the spectrum there's no one in between being like
1: it was kind of suck, but it was also okay you know yeah I no don't... there's no one in between my friend andrea she really did like she texted me at 10 30 like going into labor lol and then like had a baby at 11 15 at the <laughs> hospital and i was like andrea you're not normal and she like she accepts it but she's also like she's like i loved being pregnant she no. really does no my favorite <laughs> meme that i saw when i was pregnant is this orangutan
0: and it, orangutan orangutan I don't, I don't, I don't know I was going enough.
1: with whatever you said yeah so. I
0: have not said that word enough to know the correct <laughs> it's <laughs> <not> <laughs> but it's just like standing with a big belly out looking down in it it's like I heard there would be glowing <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like that was one of the things that everyone always said to me about being pregnant is oh you're going to have the most luxurious hair and it's going to grow so long and your skin's going to be amazing and you're going to feel great Yeah nothing not
1: none of that happened <laughs> i don't yeah and i'm also like maybe maybe it did but maybe oh. you don't know because like you'll never think that of yourself that's i don't true. know that's also very true that's a good point because like people tell me i'm glowing but like i'm like some days i feel like a whale yeah. i don't know like i mean like <laughs> i like it's have this thing attached to my body yeah and you have to sleep with it all funny and you're buying <laughs> pillows that are weird it's all very Ooh. i was like this is the most unnatural natural thing
0: Yeah, it's almost that you have the most out of body experience, but then you also feel so weirdly connected to your body at the Mm -hmm. same time. It's this really weird dichotomy that you just don't feel like yourself at all. But then you're also just growing almost you're on the spiritual journey so you feel more connected to yourself I don't even know how to describe it I
1: agree I think it's almost like the the well this is even relating to kind of like mindfulness right because it's like when my baby like kicks me or beats me up, whatever he does from the inside, whatever he's doing in there. I don't know, it's got a lot going on. But like, whenever he does something, it's it kind of takes me back to the moment. And I'm like, here I am pregnant. And it's like, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's a come to me moment, or what come to the moment moment. Yeah. Because I think for me, like, I, I have so many responsibilities with my work. And like, like clients and things like that and so I can get so caught up in being of service to other people that I like don't I I don't stop for me and so what's good I think for me is that the the baby like reminds me to take a second you know and I love that even mid-conversation I was on a client call earlier today and then like he was like pow and I was like "Huh." (laughs) I'm all right. I'm totally fine. This is pregnancy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like it takes, I don't know. It's like a way to take me out of a moment and remind me to breathe. I love that. Yeah. So
0: give it to me straight. What Mm. has been the absolute worst thing that someone has said to you so far being pregnant?
1: your life is over or you'll never sleep again i hate those both so maybe you'll never sleep again only because everybody says it and some of the people that say don't have children like they they just say it just just say it and i'm like you guys should all just stop saying that because even if that were true like would you want someone to say that to you no absolutely not yeah
0: i felt like when i was pregnant i had the worst insomnia Mm. and on top of the not being able to lay on my stomach, I'm a stomach sleeper, just tangled up in a pregnancy pillow, just staring at the ceiling. I was just thinking to myself, I cannot wait to be exhausted with a newborn because at least sleep will be fulfilling again. And it's just so funny how people, they say that and they also say, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps.
1: Yeah, they, they do say like, that. Okay,
0: so when am I supposed to do everything else? Before? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that is a great question. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they do. They're like, sleep when the baby sleeps. My, well, my sister-in-law, so my sister-in-law, is her name is Meg, and she has um my niece, Ellie, who's now going to be, she'll be two on my due date, so she's like over 18 she's between 18 and 24 months probably 20 months now 22 months um and she like i I asked her about what was like your experience like and she was like at least i could finally sleep she said what you said she's like at least i could finally sleep without a beach ball attached to my body (laughs) (laughs) so when i went to sleep i was actually asleep (laughs) and not just like flipping over And messing around and that kind of stuff. She said your your quality of sleep is better, she said, for the times that you go to sleep. Yep. I completely agree with that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah.
0: for the times it, was, it actually happened to me... Um, well, it happened when I was pregnant because you know how they say, they say that you're not supposed to sleep on your back when you're pregnant. And, and then I would wake up on my back and be like, so stressful. But then the same thing when we were at my parents' house this weekend and the. Um, we had my daughter in a dachshund in between us, mm-hmm. and my dog was actually sleeping on my feet. And in the middle of the night, he must have jumped off the bed, and I woke up thinking she had just like flailed herself <gasps> off the bed. I was like, waking up in complete panic does not change. much.
1: no, I get that. I completely get that. Oh no, sorry. No, what were you gonna say? I was well. When you wake up like in a panic because you're on your back, I do that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it'll be just because I happen to fall asleep on my back for a second. And then I'm like, and I'm just like, gosh, darn it. And then I like turn over and I'm like, yeah. try to do it right. Yeah, I think the best advice that my chiropractor
0: gave me is he said that your body is going to do exactly what it needs to do. So if you're not getting the right blood flow in the middle of the night, your body is going to wake you up. If you, your body is going to gain as much weight as you need to gain. It is going to do everything it needs to do in order to grow this child. I was like, okay, I feel a little better now, but it's still just so terrifying all the things they tell you.
1: Yeah, you read. I find when I read less it's better. Yeah. It means
0: I mean,
1: bliss in- <laughs> yeah. A certain sense. it is. It's not, I mean like the parts, the parts where I always feel better. It's when I read blogs less. <laughs> and when yeah. I talk to people like you, right. Who like, yeah. I don't know who, who say things for what they are. Like, I will say when I got, when I became pregnant, I got so many new friends locally that also own businesses and have babies and it was like it just happened that way. And it was like all of a sudden they were like, Oh, she's one of us. One of us, right? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> like I don't know what that makes me think of. Isn't that like the little aliens in Toy Story where yeah, they're like one of really us? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. And that was probably the best side effect that I could hope for, you know, is that yeah. I thought I would be so isolated in that, I don't know. you, you all you do is fear. All I did was fear mm-hmm. anyway. Everything. You know, I almost
0: did the opposite where, and maybe it was I isolated myself because I felt extremely frustrated with the things that people were saying to me. Mm. But I almost felt like it was people don't actually care what the answer is to your question when they ask you like the stereotypical questions how are you feeling Mm -hmm. what are you craving these days you know it's not even it almost seems like they don't really want to know the answer and if they do want to know the answer why like why do you want to know what i'm stuffing my face how does that have anything to do with the fact that i'm on this big spiritual journey i'm literally growing a human inside of me and you want to know what i'm eating and i think the biggest thing for me is i would have, i would have wished that people or even mothers who have gone through it before would have recognized that spiritual journey that pregnancy and becoming a mother does And, you know, ask me some meaningful questions.
1: Like, how are you handling that? You know, like, how have you been feeling with this, like, life change? Yeah. How Uh, has your life already changed? No one asks that. No. No no
0: not at all and it's so funny because i was i was just venting to my sister before my baby shower about it and she's much more black and white than i am she doesn't she's not as spiritual and so at my baby shower when every single person would come up to me and be like oh my gosh you're not even showing what are you craving how are you feeling i could just see her over my shoulder just like looking at me (laughs) waiting for me to just say something but of course i'm not the type of person to say anything just gonna smile and answer the question but I just think it's so funny and yeah I really wish that people would have asked me more of that question so this is me asking you this Mm -hmm. question how has pregnancy transformed you spiritually mindfully and in any way you want to share possible
1: no yeah this is a good question and I and I kind of can't help but think of it like like i think that like in your life or like like at least in my life experience i've had like these moments where like my entire like trajectory changes right mm-hmm. where like you see, you think you see your future in front of you and then all of a sudden you're, it's like oh it's different now haha right like, mm-hmm. it's just like completely psych. changes psych yeah and i mean i think about i i actually was married before my current marriage i was married to somebody else and i went through a really horrible divorce and I remember going through that and not the babies are a horrible divorce. It's like not what I'm getting at but they, it. That was probably my first, um, enormous wake up in my life. I was like, I would say a spiritual wake up or awakening where wow. I kind of became fully aware, like, Oh my goodness, I'm so lucky to be alive. Like those kinds of yeah. things where I was like, why do I get to be alive? Like, do you ever wonder that? I don't know. And, and so I went through that, that, that was kind of what that, how that transformed me then, and then I kind of had this new appreciation for life and healed from my divorce and attracted a person into my life who actually I dated before, <laughs> for what it's <laughs> worth, um, but who ended up being like the the most perfect partner for me, um, somebody that I was finally ready for spiritually and and I and then now now here I am and of course I'm pregnant and we're married and like now and then I would say it shifted again where like. My, my first reaction was fear. And now it's more like, I think I'm seeing it as like, this is part, this is another phase of growth mm-hmm. that like, I'm going through spiritually. And I think it's like, your purpose throughout your life will change, right? So like, however mm-hmm. you see your future, right? We get very attached, however we see that. Yeah. Um. But I think that that's supposed to change. And I don't think that we get anything that we can't handle. I really don't.
0: I love that. I um, see that same thing
1: and I, and i so believe it and and like and i also think that like whether you believe in god or the universe they all it always has a way of providing there's all you always have what you need if you're willing to ask for it or just go look and see it and that's really how i feel um that's been an, that belief system anyway has been a real asset through changes like this mm-hmm. um especially in pregnancy i've been trying really really hard to allow myself to have the bad moments, like I still have the good cries. You mm-hmm. know? And I think that's important um, to like lean into the feelings that are really uncomfortable. um, Because like, just because I feel more at peace now, it doesn't mean that I don't have moments where I'm like on the couch. And I look at my husband, and I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm gonna have to be a mom. because I still do that. And then he's like, Oh, my God, the baby's gonna be obsessed with you. And I was like, I don't know if he'll like me. I say crazy <laughs> things, right? But I think it's just like that. To my brain like working it out um mm-hmm. and and kind of prepping me to be to basically be ready for it and I think that if we remind ourselves to which is why I brought up the divorce thing like you know like I did that and I remember after I did that I was like god I could do anything I, I really felt that way like I got through that something so horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I left a really toxic person. And and then I, you know, I I really turned my life into like, I don't know, I've really blossomed into like a life that's more joyful and colorful and happy. And it really is. And I got to, I got to paint it to be that way. Um, But it's like when you give yourself the street cred of the things that you've done before, Mm -hmm. it will give you so much um, faith and like self-confidence to be like oh my god i could totally do this i can totally can do this
0: to- you can totally do it
1: thank you by the way
0: <laughs> you can totally yeah. do it i i you know i i went through a mini version of that when uh, when i physically gave birth and afterwards i was like crap if can't, I, can't I just did that mm-hmm. like, i'm invincible right i yeah. believe
1: that oh so then i yeah. have that feeling coming that's kind of nice
0: yeah it is coming and then you know the funny thing is, is you have so much adrenaline from that
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: my mom was <laughs> losing it because I don't think I slept for two days and it wasn't even because of the baby it was just because my adrenaline was still pumping so hard I was like I can't sleep I'm just you know in it and then of course I crashed <laughs> but, but it, it was really time is, yeah <laughs> but you really it is transform in the way where you take a step back and you're like I, I can really do it and in the moment you just do it and I'm sure when you were going through your divorce too you probably you just did it and it, you don't really realize I call the cab how, yeah you don't realize how powerful it is until you look back and you're like damn I just did that and you know
1: yeah
0: it's crazy. that was really
1: it I mean I like, in that time, I was living in another... So, I am I live in Massachusetts now. I live in the Boston area. And at the time, I was in Biloxi, Mississippi. I was as far away from New England as you could be, okay? Oh, my goodness. And I was, like... And really, like, when I left, I, I called a cab and it was pouring rain. I had told no friends. I packed a bag and I just, like, left.
0: Wow. And it was
1: probably... And it was really, like, one of the hardest things ever. But, like... I mean, now I'm, like, oh, my goodness... You know the gifts that have come into my life since I since I broke free of all the things that weren't serving me. You know that wow. it's just like I'm so immensely grateful now. I love to I love my divorce. I'm like I want to write it a thank you card. <laughs> like, <laughs> my ex husband probably doesn't feel exactly the same way. Um He just got he got remarried and I thought about it. He just got remarried, honestly, like a few days ago. And I kind of thought about it and I was like, I was like gosh, like I wonder what he th- I wonder what he thinks. I don't know. He's not like. He doesn't have the presence of like talking about feelings um, of mind, like the way that like, you know, you and me are doing right now. Mm -hmm. I do wonder if he has a moment where he's like, I don't know. I say, thank God. (laughs) That's what I say. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe it's more of a female thing and maybe it's just females are more open about it. But I just don't know if men necessarily, most of them have even that self-awareness.
1: Oh, my husband know. now is so sensitive That's he's, good He's like a love muffin Yeah. And I went to a psychic and she was like She, she even brought it up like When they <laughs> talk about him she's like god he's so sensitive <laughs> he's So much And she doesn't mean it weird but she's like such good feminine energy No I love that She said my baby's gonna be really sensitive too and sweet And I was like oh he's gonna be just like my husband Oh. My, my brother's like that too All the men in my family are yeah. such sweeties yeah. Oh my god That's how my dad and my husband are too Sweeties. Yeah. (laughs) yeah,
0: Big teddy bears.
1: Love muffins. Yep.
0: Love muffins. I like that better. (laughs) I'm going to start using that from
1: now on. You can have it. It's a good one. (laughs) Love muffins. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: tell me a little bit, I know we spoke a little bit before this about how your mindfulness journey has transformed through your pregnancy and meditation. So tell me a little bit about that journey and how pregnancy has changed that and where you are at this very moment in
1: terms of what the tools you're using are the daily rituals. Yeah, no, this is such a good question. I'm really glad you're asking. And I even appreciate what you shared with me because, you know, when I, before pregnancy, I meditated every single day. And that was like a huge part. I had like this whole morning routine. I even have like, like, a, like a list of things I do every Saturday that are just for me. Like Saturday is a big, like, I don't know, self-care day <laughs> for me yes. as far as like a having like a complete schedule for like this is what I do when I wake up, this is what time I wake up, and this is what happens. And like that's – it makes my life so much better. But for some reason when I did get pregnant, like I just – I think like when I was having like a lot of um, issues with my thyroid, meditation was more of service because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it would disrupt all of the negative chatter that was constantly going on in my brain. Um, but then I would say as time passed and as my hormones balanced themselves with like, I went on like a medication for your thyroid that you take, you just like take a hormone or something. Mm-hmm. And then like once I balanced out, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't meditate now. I just didn't want to. And it was like I would sit there and then I would just not. I can't. I, my ability to focus has completely shifted. And I think it's probably there's like scientific reasons that I don't know. Oh, where yeah. yeah. Right. Your brain chemistry yeah. probably changes.
0: It's probably your body's just doing so much work
1: elsewhere. I mean, It's like it just didn't want to and it wasn't. And even if I did do it, um, I didn't have the benefits that I had before pregnancy Mm -hmm. with meditation. Like I wasn't feeling more focused or clear or relieved that I took that time for myself. It would be more like, oh, my God, I want to go to bed.
0: (laughs) That was me. I fell asleep every single time.
1: I believe it. There's an entire (laughs) app. I don't even know if you're familiar with it. It's called Expectful. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. It's meditation for pregnant people. I was like, nope. Yeah, I couldn't. That one did sound sleepy, though. It was kind of (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and maybe because it's
0: also, I used to get up, I too had a morning ritual, and I used to be one of those people that was up at 5.30 every day, and I just loved to have that time to write and drink my coffee and just have so much decompressing and prepping for the T- prepping for the daytime and then once i got pregnant because i was on diclegis, which is has a like elements of a sleeping pill in it I literally got, well, I shouldn't even say got up, rolled myself out of bed, (laughs) like got dressed and had enough time to do that and walk out the door to still be on time for work. And so I think losing that morning time really affected me. So I tried to shove everything in at night. And then of course, right before bedtime, trying to meditate. And of course, what am I going to do? Fall asleep. I'll fall asleep yeah i, I want to tell myself that that was the main factor <laughs> in that but who it's knows probably like, part I, of it There's, there's probably, like, yeah yes,
1: chemistry and mm-hmm. science probably yeah. is there right yeah
0: that's what i'm gonna tell myself i yeah. changed i changed my meditation time to be in the shower because okay. i said this is a, a time i'm already taking for myself and of course, taking a shower when you're
1: pregnant is just a journey in itself. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I felt. I actually fell in the shower oh, after. No. Yeah, that was scary. But I landed on my knees, which was That's like good, where you supposed to land. And I fell on the ice in the winter. Oh my goodness! I know. I'm so good at falling on my knees, though. Oh my so, goodness! Because like, your body will into it will instinctively protect your your baby. So like you fall on your hands and your knees, and then your hands are so mad at you. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> but no, I, and then, so yeah, for me, like what's mind, what's mindful now is like, I, so I sleep more for sure mm-hmm. because I'm more tired. That's just like part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to get up at six every day. So when you say that, I was like, oh, that used to, I used to get up at six because I liked, I don't know, I would do like my Instagram story and I'd, I'd take mm-hmm. an hour to have my coffee. Like yes. I was really like, I don't know. Like I loved that though. Mm-hmm. Slow coffee. I love yes. slow coffee yes <laughs> isn't that crazy but now no. I would say it's like my my self care practices have really really shifted and I think it's it's kind of a moment to moment thing in a given day what will make me feel like present it's weird or like what will make me feel taken care of so like some days it's just as simple as like I'm really I'm big on like writing things down so if I take a minute to like no brain dump everything in my head Mm -hmm. (laughs) like for example like when I get to work I like that's sometimes being of service to what it might I I need at that moment um but sometimes I'm like that's overwhelming I'd rather just casually do my emails Mm -hmm. even though this is a terrible way to spend your time email is like email is a terrible way to spend your time (laughs) I've written articles that say don't do this but like in my pregnancy I've broken my own rules because I'm like sometimes I just want to do it that way and that will make me feel good in that moment which is like I think it's living moment for me it's been so much living moment to moment with this new version of me that's constantly changing and I know postpartum I'm gonna be totally different
0: yeah but I feel like that's mindfulness in in itself is accepting that and being okay with that and giving yourself permission to do that
1: yes permission is huge
0: yeah
1: and not being mad about it like at first I was so like Oh, Liz, you don't even meditate anymore. Like, I gave myself this like inner talk. Like, <laughs> come on, girl. Um, but I was like, it's just, it just wasn't making me feel the same. And like, for me, it's like taking a bath, love a good bath. Uh, yes. Yeah. When you're pregnant, baths are great. Yeah. yeah. Certain things I'm thankful for. And I have like a foot spa, foot spas wow. are great. <laughs> I Foot rubs. They, I want to be, I I
0: so want to be someone who likes foot rubs and pedicures, but I am so ticklish
1: that I just, I can't, I just want to be one of those people so bad, but. No, if you're ticklish, you just can't, you just can't. I totally get it. Yeah, I was like, it's, my husband gives me a foot rub like every day. He's, Mm. He's also really nice to me, but like, I mean, it makes me feel so good. And, and and it's even scheduling the self-care I've noticed helps me a lot, like making sure I'm scheduling prenatal massages mm-hmm. and manicures and pedicures because, I mean, not for the reason, too. So here's the other thing. Making sure I'm not doing it for the reason, oh, because you'll never have one again. Yeah. Like, of course they yes. tell pregnant people, oh, you're like, enjoy the pedicures now because that's it. I've never seen like, a, I mean, I've seen plenty of women with children that get their nails done and yes. it's not that big a deal yeah I just hate <laughs> it's just so
0: frustrating, and it is I think i I hope that at least committing to mindfulness and being present in the moment really helps alter that mindset of oh, my life is over, and I can't do anything, and I'm no slave to my children until I'm eighteen years until right. they are eighteen years old and i I wonder where that whole feeling of joy and being okay and accepting of the the limitations of your old life versus your new life where I hope that that may I don't I don't even know where I was going with this Well like
1: well that I mean well I, I think so what my mom says like this makes me think of it is that She's like, she's like having kids. She's like one of the people that would say, having children, it was my favorite thing I've ever done with my life. Mm-hmm. And that's like certain people have told me that. So it's like there's people on both sides of the coin. Yeah. And I don't know where it got lost. Yeah. I, I, that's I where I was know. going.
0: Yeah. That was, I think the last words that my brain just it floated away.
1: <laughs> <know>. <laughs> well, is it because, do you think, and then this is me asking you a question, but like, do you think it's because? At, like women nowadays were expected to like work full time and have babies and do everything? Is I that don't why? No. And so really they're like, "Oh, you think like you're fine now? It's over." Like it's like what do people say, they think it sounds like a horror movie. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know
0: either because I grew up both my parents worked full time and I never got the sense that they didn't have time for us or didn't have time for themselves they always would go on date nights and I they never gave me the impression that they would have had it either way where well where they absolutely loved kids and it was their life work or slash their life was over mm-hmm. and I didn't really hear any of that until I grew up and started having peers who had babies so maybe it is our generation that feels that way that now women are expected to do all these things but my mom did it and I don't don't
1: know right I just think as long as you're patient with yourself and you're being mindful of the moment to moment I think that is like that's where your sanity is yes like in the moment you know
0: yeah so when this past week we went to uh, my parents' house, we did we did a very ambitious trip <laughs> with a <laughs> with a five week old. We decided so my parents live three and a half hours away in upstate New York, so we just and it's my dog is <laughs> my dog's quite the guy. He's very emotional and uh, yeah. he's high maintenance. He's much more high maintenance than the baby, but so we board him up at my parents' house because it's for five days it's probably a hundred bucks where by us it's probably $800. So we drove to my parents' house, boarded my dog. My daughter got to meet my good family friends who are like my surrogate mom and my other sister and my grandma and my uncle. And then the next day we drove to Pittsburgh and, uh, went to see my sister's she graduated from graduate school but anyway where i'm going with my dog with his emotions when he gets in the car he has a panic attack for the first 10 minutes he runs from window to window and uh, is really, <laughs> he has a, a minor, a minor moment where he has a little bit of a breakdown. So when we knew we were doing this trip, we were figuring out how we could kind of separate the newborn in the car seat and the dog who's having a panic attack in the back seat so, <laughs> so we are pulling out of the driveway and I'm sitting in between the two of them my dog's having a meltdown my daughter is screaming bloody murder because I'm trying to shove these noise cancelling earphones like on her head so her eardrums don't burst from my dog barking next to her and, <laughs> uh, just sitting in the back seat and mind you this is during a rush hour traffic in New Jersey and <laughs> I'm just sitting in the back and both of them are a both sides of me are having a meltdown and I just started laughing hysterically because I just, I mean, what else can you do in that moment? Oh my gosh, you have to. And then it made me feel so good about it. And it's funny, I'm going to say that. It made me feel so good because then my dad, when we were there, he looked at me and he said, you know, you have a really great parenting temperament. And I said, why? Because I laugh at my daughter when she cries And he took a second and he said, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. He's right. Because, I mean, if you're present in the moment and you've almost gone through the checklist that they tell you at the hospital, are you fed? Check. Is your diaper dirty? Check. Do you have gas? Check. You know, you go through that. I mean... Crying, yes, it's stressful. And that's another thing that bothered me, too, is when you get pregnant and new mothers will tell you, oh, you're biologically conditioned that when your baby cries, you just feel so helpless and everything's terrible. And, yes, your child's crying, but if you're calm and present in the moment, there's also – you can still have a sense of control over the situation, I
1: guess. Mm, I think that's huge. I've heard the same thing is that you feel – like. Yeah, like, there's a lot of... I mean, that's one of, like, a thousand negative things, right? (laughs) Like, that. I would say, like, yeah, I've heard that one. But I'm, like, I could... I hope I'm the one laughing. Like, and I'm, you know... Yeah, I would. L- I love that that you shared that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was funny because my husband, on the first day we brought the baby home, he was changing her, and I don't know if he's ever changed a diaper in his entire life. Aww. And she started peeing, and he's just like, he had a melt that he's like, "Oh my god, I don't know what's She's peeing Is I was just again, I was laughing because I mean, oh my god,
1: oh my god, I what do else can
0: you do? I mean. <laughs> it's, you will know, wow. clean it up. Take your time. It's fine. She's not gonna die from sitting in her own urine for a few seconds. We're good. Everything
1: is good. Whew. That's yeah. just yeah, I just yeah, you know, I I'm I feel more fortunate because I took care of my niece when she was an infant pretty often. Yes, I, would so say I I watched her a lot. And so I know how, I had like that was the first diaper I ever changed was hers. I hadn't even done it before and I was like thirty. When I was doing this with her And I was like at the time I was like I guess I could just YouTube it but then I just figured it out I was like well they they're dirty like let's Make them clean and put on new things And that was pretty much what diaper changing is It's pretty self explanatory Yeah right like you just don't want them to be icky Anymore yeah yeah that's it So then I did that and then she was pretty I mean the first time I did it she Wasn't thrilled with me (laughs) I, I got more smooth As time passed Yeah she's tough baby
0: well, so that's my advice for you just breathe and laugh <laughs>
1: breathe and laugh I can do that I, I like know. to do both of those things
0: me too so you own your own business and I know you were telling me about figuring out maternity leave so I guess I'd love to know a more about your business and b, as a leader did you feel pressure at all I mean there's so much stigma around taking maternity leave and working and whether or not you're going to come back to work or how long you should be away from work. So what was that like figuring it out?
1: Oh yeah. That, so I'm so much a part of my business that my business is named Liz Teresa. So it's mm-hmm. named after me. Um, I do have a team, but they only do stuff cause I tell them what to do <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and so I'm pretty bossy. Uh, And so I kind of wondered, you know, what does that look like? I actually ended up hiring a maternity leave planner for entrepreneurs. Interesting. Yeah. She is a fascinating human. I had no idea that was even a thing. You need her. She really, she has to come on the show. I'm like, she has to, but like, she's so good. You need to meet her at the very least. Um, because she's so much, she was so much of service to me and she still is like, so she's been supporting me through my entire pregnancy. Um, her background is in health and wellness, uh, but she's, she's a maternity leave planner for entrepreneurs and her name is Ariana Tabawada. So it always sounds like a song. That's how you it remember does. it. Oh my um, and I told her that I was like, your name is like a song. But <laughs> And I, I only found her because she came on my podcast, totally random. Like, like I think her, someone pitched her to come on and I was like, oh, you sound intriguing and she is she's a really brilliant woman and so the challenge in my business is because i i am my business i'm so much a part of it and that's also to my detriment i also i need to be more the ceo and not the, the coo the cfo like all mm-hmm. the os yeah. I mean, you really it's best to be the person who's like i don't know who's letting the ship ro- you know steer itself and then yeah. when there's a storm you come in and you make sure that it doesn't blow up or something mm-hmm. and that's more like where I need to be. So I've been trying to um systematize as much as possible. Um we do like a lot of website designs. That's like a huge part of the business. Um I do private mentorship so coaching, like so private coaching arrangements. Um and then the other thing we sell is copywriting. So copywriting yes. we've decided we're just not gonna sell it for the time I'm away because and that's just because I don't have time to teach somebody all of the genius I'm just getting or all the things that I do when <laughs> I do copy with clients. So um, but websites, I would say I've been doing websites since 2011, and so that's very systematized. And so I wrote out everything in an operations manual, and then I, I, for every operation, I created a new responsibility for someone on my team. And so they have a reference point for knowing how to do it. And so we're actually going to start having them test drive it in, like, a couple of days, like, in the next few weeks. Yeah, the clock's ticking. Yeah, so they're going to start to implement um, some of the stuff as if I already had the baby. And this is so they can do it with me there so I can be like, okay, like, this is what I would do differently. Or, like, maybe when when you do this, consider this, that sort of stuff. Um, But all my sales, everything's going to be – all my sales calls, those are going to be outsourced. It's crazy. So it's, like, it takes so much – Trust when you're in a service-based business, mm-hmm. and you decide to step away. I mean, I as my first reaction when I was pregnant, it was like I want to take like five minutes maternity leave, and I knew I wasn't going to. <laughs> but like I was like, I want like no maternity leave because I'm like I love to work, and it's that <laughs> is true. Like I just love my business. It's and it's definitely like I don't know. It's kind of an entrepreneurial disease when your business becomes your hobby because uh-huh. it's like what you do for fun, and you yep. feel like. When you need to unplug, you're like, now what do I do? It's terrible. <laughs> like, that's kind of what my brain has become wired like. So I've kind of come around to like, I'm going to be taking six to eight weeks now. Okay. Um, and I, I think that that feels reasonable. And I say six to eight because the summer, and I'm having a baby in the summer when, you know, I sell, I'm a B2B business, so I sell to other businesses. And most of my clients don't work in the summer anymore. Anyway. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's almost serendipitous in that sense. Oh, that was – yeah, I know. he. My baby has good timing. Mm-hmm. He's really – he chose to show up at a really convenient time in my business. <laughs> yeah. When I'm, like, I have a lot of help, yeah. it's more just kind of, like – and then I even – I think it's also, like, communicating to your team. Like, this was a big part of what Ariana taught me. She's just kind of, like – and then say, like, how, if you want to be available – what's the best way they can reach you and so it's for me it's like just text me yeah you you have a question just text me if you can't find it in the manual just ask me um and I'd rather just tell you what to do and then that way no one's waiting you know yeah 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 it's been a trip
0: I think one thing I assumed that once people had a baby that they were completely unavailable and while it it at times is the case that if i have my hands full i can't necessarily answer text messages as much as fast as i could before but I, you i mean you're still you in your I brain you exist so. your brain is still works the same yes you have a little human to take care of but I think I'm the same with you, the same as you, where my brain runs a million miles a minute and my relaxing is thinking and doing things. And that didn't change after I gave birth. I mean, so I think giving yourself permission to step away is amazing. But I also think that people assume that you won't be available, but you still have time.
1: I think so too. And I mean, like I have a client and she's a, she's like a sales consultant for like corporations. Like she works with big, big business. She had a baby and then she came back like in, oh a, my in a few days. Oh. Wow. And I was like, what? She's like, well, it's like my fourth baby. And I was like, <laughs> was like, it's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Like, I don't think I don't is. know.
0: When I was in graduate school, one of the women in my cohort had, she gave birth and she was back in class three days later Jesus
1: <laughs> I mean yeah I have another client Oh no this isn't a client She's a lady that like lives local to me That I'm just really friendly with And she's a personal trainer And she had a baby And then three days later She brought it on like a duck tour in Boston Like it's like the, oh, the boat gosh. duck tour I was like that's a three day old baby And she's like I don't care Like I didn't say that to her But like you oh, know she was like goodness. I don't care she, co- she worked with a client two days after that Doing a uh, personal training session Yeah so, I was like, what are you, a superwoman? That's, that's insane. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but she's like, but I, it also made me feel good because I was like, look how undaunted she was. Yeah. She was at the gym the day before she gave birth. Right.
0: And I think there's so much stigma behind what, how much time you decide to take and how much time it yeah. is right to take. And I, everyone is different. And from what, at least my experience, is that the healing and the journey afterwards? It's not necessarily linear. Um, where I felt great one day and the next day, I was like, shit, my body just went through so much. So I think giving yourself permission to whatever you feel and whatever is right for you, I wish that people would be more accepting of.
1: I agree with you, and, and I even think, like, when I, there was somebody in my building, like, I work in, like, a commercial building where it's all a bunch of different businesses, and um, somebody asked me, they were like, so what are you going to do with your business? And I was like, "Um, still run it, like, a business? And they were like, but who's going to take care of the baby? And I was like, my husband and me? <laughs> like together like oh, and then they god. were like they like couldn't even handle it and I was like well yeah and on Wednesdays my mom was gonna watch the baby so is my, my is my day in the office and
0: oh my god goodness. he couldn't
1: even handle it As people it's just the things that come out of their mouth and he didn't mean it but like I, he was he's an older gentleman and mm-hmm. so I just think too I think it's like because in his day the woman probably didn't necessarily right like, right you know it's interesting
0: it is and it's almost and I, I feel as if the the stupid things people say has been the premise of this <laughs> and <we laughs> so quickly over this That True. I almost feel like at every single stage I've just had these wait why do we care about this for a second and when the the, the one's post pregnancy was everyone kept asking me how much my baby weighed when she was born why do we care about that
1: I don't know why we care, but I don't
0: care. <laughs> I, I don't even either. Ask you. I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> I was so drunk at the time when they told me. Was, you know? Yeah. That's uh, weird. Right? And the, everyone asked how much she weighed. And my mom and I were trying to decode it. And perhaps it was because in the olden days, uh, a heavier baby meant that it was healthier. And when there was so much infant death but really why do we care
1: (laughs) I don't know is it like street cred because look what I look what I did I literally just pushed this out you know I don't know Wow,
0: that is weird. Right, and then today on Instagram, which is the stage three of the stupid things people say, (laughs) I saw this amazing post about how everyone, and it's true, and I didn't realize it until I read this, that everyone asks how your baby sleeps, as if that is another indication of how good you are as a mother or how good your baby is as a sleeper. Every single person has asked me, how is she
1: sleeping? Yeah, you know what, I do, I hear people ask that a lot. Just I do silly. hear that. It is. It's, it's weird. I think it's, it's like weird. people, is it because people don't know what to say? I don't
0: know. And I think it just goes back to where I don't know if they actually care about the answer or it's just what people say. So they say it,
1: you know? Yeah. Is so it like when you're at the grocery store and you're like, hi, how are you? Yeah. And then like, and then like, they're like, the other person's like, I don't know. Fine.
0: Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. It's really mind-boggling. Like, what if we
1: answered honestly? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she <laughs> sleeps like crap. I don't sleep at all. I know it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because then I almost feel weird saying the truth. Even though the truth isn't terrible, she sleeps like a normal newborn. <laughs> so right. it just feels weird as if they're
1: – They're testing you or yes. what you say. Yeah.
0: It's just all silly. That's, that's just what I'm boiling it down to. Bizarre. No, it is. It's totally ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I can't I can't wait to, for you to give birth and to know if if you have the same experiences that I Oh, I, can, I can't
1: wait. I, can, I can't wait. I, so for me, it's like, too, it's like, I don't know. People are like, oh, it's coming up as if it's like, I'm going to die that day. <laughs> like, they tell you like, like, oh, you're so close. You're getting there. And I'm like... Yeah, just to like finally meet my baby. Yeah, I just want to meet the baby. Yeah, is that that, weird? That's like the language I use around it. I'm like, I would just like to meet my baby. No, it's not weird. Yeah, hang out.
0: Yeah, it's not weird at all. (laughs) That was actually what was pushing me through, especially the third trimester, which seems like it's four thousand days long.
1: Mine seems really short. Really, this pregnancy has like the entire thing has flown. Like, I don't love my third trimester so far, but I can't believe I'm already a third done with it. So now I'm like, oh, like, it is soon. And so when they're like, oh, we're getting there, I'm like, oh, I really am. Yeah. 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 It, it For me, it felt like forever.
0: But then I also feel like at, towards the end, and this happened to me when, when I was – before I found out I was pregnant that I just felt like my body was playing tricks on me. So everything I was like, Oh my God, am I going to labor? Is this, are these contractions? And it just for two, maybe three weeks, every single thing that happened. So maybe that's why it just the last three weeks felt so long. And I was just to the point where I was like, okay, I'm doing squats. I am drinking red raspberry tea. I'm getting curry for lunch. And it was just by the end I was so done.
1: I get it. And, you know, I actually had it. I had Braxton Hicks, and I didn't even know. Yeah. I already had that. Because there was, like, a day where I was like, wow, it's really hard to stand up straight. And they were like, (laughs) that's a contraction. And I was like, that's a contraction. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you guys should have told me what it was. I was like, I thought it was supposed to be painful. Yeah. At least that wasn't. Braxton Hicks. That they, they said that's, that was Braxton Hicks and I was like that wasn't even painful yeah. it just means you can't stand up no it was and at first
0: you know, I, I had Braxton Hicks and I thought because my you know having your stomach it's so hard and I, yes. when, I was, when I was poking it I thought it, it was my daughter just like shoving her butt like up against the side <laughs> of her. and I was like oh my god she's doing
1: it good and then, and then I realized four weeks later what it was and yeah, because yeah, you don't know. Cause no one ever, tells you. You don't ever, like, yeah, like, I didn't even know because they were like, oh, have you felt anything? And I was like, well, one day it was really hard to stand up straight. And I was like, I think I pulled a muscle from sitting too long. And they were like, oh, LOL, that's a contraction. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? They're like, yeah. Yeah. I've also stayed really active. I wanted oh, to add good. that in. And I think it helped me a lot. Like, I do Zumba on Saturday. I don't, like, go crazy. But Saturday Zumba was like, it's that's sacred for me. I love Yeah, Zumba. Yeah, and so I don't know. I think keeping up as much of my normal routine from pre-pregnancy was good for me psychologically. Definitely. And and I also feel physically – I think that's why I feel physically better because I don't don't – I'm a healthy person, but, like, I'm not like Kale all the time. yeah. I eat like a normal person. Yeah. And and I didn't move on Saturday. (laughs) That's what my life is like. And I I would say I feel better because of those things though.
0: I think that will help you. I did my first trimester I was so sick that I could barely move and I just ate cheese all day.
1: And then (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. I could not go near cheese dairy. I was like I had a food aversion, so I wasn't nauseous. But like if I saw like, I think I ate like one grilled cheese and I was like, well, that's it. Uh-huh. Like, if I saw a burger, I was like, get that out of here. Oh my like, it creeped me out. Yeah.
0: Before becoming pregnant, I was vegan. And then once I got pregnant, well, and that was mostly my choice, but also because cheese did not agree with my body. Yeah. And then once I got pregnant, cheese was the only thing I could keep down. And I oh. went on a bench. So I ate nachos and everything that had cheese in it, and then of love course, that. oh my god, my favorite, they're they're up there and like the best foods, ever.
1: <laughs> the best foods in the world. I agree with you so much. Pizza for me, I love pizza. Pizza is oh, my favorite food ever. Me too. Yeah,
0: I love nachos. pizza. Yeah, oh. so I went on a bender and then. I didn't really – I had the really bad pregnancy congestion, so I couldn't really smell anything. So I wasn't – actually, the only thing I had an aversion to is that I got my husband for his 30th birthday an espresso machine. So for like a year, he was on such a kick every single morning. And he would make it in the morning, and the smell of it, I would wake up. It would like flare into my nostrils from the kitchen. It would like come into the bedroom (laughs) – and up my nose, and I literally wake up and run and puke. Oh and, my god! <laughs> so like two terrible. Weeks, I have no idea where I was going with this, with the whole no, it was an aversion.
1: Well, because I brought up aversion. Yeah, no, but that, I had dairy aversion, but that is like the smells, because smells are so potent right now. Yes, so wow. I have that
0: right now, and yes. I didn't have it during my pregnancy, but I think with all my hormones shifting now post-pregnancy, I now have the smell aversion, and I just can't. Oh. I, and I I, it's that. funny that I didn't have during my pregnancy like this morning we were eating uh, breakfast sandwiches in bed and my husband loves dipping his in ketchup and I was sitting there I was like I might puke right now because that ketchup smells atrocious <laughs>
1: atrocious <laughs> I love oh. it oh. Oh. Ter- that's terrible so my versions might come back I could see Yeah,
0: it's, yeah. it's very possible yeah. I think where I was going with the initial first trimester thing is telling you that throughout my second trimester when I felt mostly like a normal human being mm-hmm. is that I I went back to my normal workout routine or as much as I could and I agree and I hope the same for you that I think it helped my delivery in terms of feeling I mean I didn't necessarily feel as much as a beach ball as everyone told me I was gonna feel like in the last weeks. Yeah. That's good though. Yeah, that's
1: really good. I and they I don't know. There was a lady. There's a lady in my office, and she thought she thought I was as pregnant as her daughter-in-law, and her daughter-in-law is a month and a half behind me. So her daughter-in-law is five and a half months. I was like, oh, I'm definitely seven months. Yeah, and I was like, I got that a
0: lot when I was pregnant, and I don't know if it's like a first pregnancy thing or because I got that a lot too when I was around seven months. Everyone was so surprised.
1: I know, and I'm like to me, I I don't know. I know, but see, I think it's like I feel, I feel so, I feel physically so good. Yeah, that's that good. I'm grateful. I have acid. That's probably my worst symptom is yeah. acid. I will admit, within the last four weeks,
0: I <laughs> everything exploded. I was like, I don't feel. I did feel like more. I feel as if my stomach doubled in size between probably 34 weeks and 40 weeks. I believe that. But up until that, I felt like everyone told me that I was carrying so small and so high, and oh my gosh, you don't even look as pregnant. That was annoying too. Like, how am I supposed to look?
1: Like, <laughs> no, yeah, they like measure how pregnant you are. Yeah, and it's like a, I don't know, it's like a competition. And then like if you look less pregnant, like oh, you're so small and pre- pregnant shut up. Exactly. so
0: it's just people everyone has an opinion about everything and thinks if they've had a baby they are the expert and even if they haven't had a baby they are the expert I know Yeah. So cool. and that happened to me too when I was at the bathroom when I was in the bathroom at work in the morning and I'd be puking and I'd come out of the stall and everyone would everyone all the women would say oh you're having a girl oh and yeah then,
1: they say that like if you're sick that's like a thing people say yeah my, my mom had
0: two girls. She didn't puke. My my two sister in laws both had two girls. They did not throw up at any second of the day. So
1: I've known a lot of people have boys and get very sick.
0: Yeah. So the things people say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's today's motto. That is the. It's just. <laughs> ugh. The name of the episode should just be. Ugh. <laughs> how do you write that phonetically is it like ugh I guess. <laughs> with a lot of h's on the end a lot of h's <laughs> and then maybe an ex an ex, exclamation point i was an expletive but i meant an exclamation point yeah
0: well well liz thank you so much for joining me and coming on the enlightenment podcast i i Absolutely love just being someone who gets it. Yes.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me. It, Seriously. It makes me feel less like a
0: crazy better person.
1: <laughs> no, I hate everybody. We're <laughs> so in good company. <laughs> I love it.
0: And so I love to end this podcast and just giving words of encouragement for anyone out there who may need to pick me up. Maybe they're nine months pregnant and really just need that extra words of encouragement or just having a terrible day so what are your words of encouragement for the last seconds of today's podcast
1: i would say stay in the moment and remember that all of the amazing things that you have done that have brought you to this point and remember that you can do you can do this and um and and remember that lots of women have had babies and their Mm -hmm. lives went on um, and try to try to shut out the haters, which is what I'm trying to do. And I know I feel more validated today than I have in a while. We will validate you. If you need
0: any validation, come to oh. us.
1: Oh, my God. Find your people. We're your people. You yes. found us. So you're not alone and say anything. Yeah.
0: Yes. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Hood a movement that empowers mindful motherhood and sees the beauty in every woman's why. If you would like to be part of our community, find us on Instagram at Enlightenedhood and subscribe to this podcast where we put out new episodes every Monday and Wednesday.